My name is Ryan Hill, and you are listening to the Arrowverse Podcast. It is so amazing, and you will surely love it. Hello, my good friends. Welcome back to the Arrowverse Podcast. I'm your host for this episode of the Arrowverse Podcast, Ryan Hill here. And yeah, we, I today I will be breaking down episode one or episode eight of season one's Arrow titled Vedetta. The, the summary of this episode is Oliver trains the Huntress to be his ally, but Diggle disproves and believes she can't be trusted. Helena's thirst for revenge leads to her to kill the head of the triad, meaning we're going to see the return of China White this episode, which, remember, we uh, had that little, uh, we had her as, as a little cameo in last week's um, podcast episode, but, yeah, I, f- I uh, don't really, uh, I don't know, like, because I am recording the introduction before I watch the episode, so I have no idea what's going to happen, but my guesses are maybe China White will appear, like, but then someone else might take over the tr- the head of the triad, because usually when you're dealing with, like, triads or, like, or like goons, there's always that one person who, who will, like, overthrow you and then take over as that game and whatnot. So, yeah, like, let, let's do that, but uh, let's... Uh, first get into the Arrowverse updates right now. So starting with number one, Ruby, Ruby Rose, the actress who played Batwoman, Kate Kane Batwoman, for season one, uh, le- explains the real reason for the departure. And the real reason, I um, I tried to find the reason on the internet because there's an article all about it. However, it's not saying about it. It's only giving us the reason why she left... The re- like the original reason with how uh, she got in into an injury um, months ago due to her filming sets because apparently Batwoman gets filmed at during during like n- night shifts or something so then she got injured but she returned to work about a, a week after she got injured which feels un feels unsafe in a way uh, so yeah but then. Uh, we are having a new person play Kate Kane in the Arrowverse. So the person who plays the new Kate Kane is Ryan Wilder. Well, the actress who plays Ryan Wilder in the is the actress J- J- Jiv- J- Sorry, guys, it's hard to pronounce this name. Jiv- Javicia Leslie. Uh, and she is a, um, so the description for her is, so, so she's likable, messy, a little goofy, and untamed. She's also nothing like Kate Kane, the woman who wore the bat suit before her, with no one in her life to keep her on tracks, which means we're probably going to have her probably bond with uh, Kate's father and Alice this season or if not Alice uh, Pe- uh, Julie Pennyworth 
daughter of Alfred Pennyworth. It could be possible, but or they or they may uh, want or they're probably uh, like retconning some characters in some way. Uh, anyways, back to it. Uh, Ryan spent years as a drug runner, dodging the GCPD and masking her pain with bad habits. A girl who would steal milk for, for an alley cat could also kill you with her bare hands. Ryan is the most dangerous type of fighter, highly highly skilled and wily undisciplined. An out lesbian, athletic, raw, passionate, valuable, and very much not your stereotypical all-American hero. Now, the way that they're describing it makes me feel like this character is going to, like, not really do what they did with Kate in the first season, where she was, like, she's, like, um, having bits of help, but not like that. Maybe Luke will offer her to help, because maybe she's, maybe, uh, this see the show picks up where like Kate is missing and then her bat suit's gone or uh, Ryan Wilder um, replicates Kate's suit just without all the tech and then Luke offers to help her but she's being so uh, so like passionate valuable or stuff she's like a dangerous fighter that she's like not not accepting the help. Which I feel like is where they probably will be going off to in the season, and then maybe Luke will become Batwing because there's another thing that Luke uh, Luke might become Batwing in season two. Of course, the actor wants him to, the actor who plays him wants to be Batwing, but the writers don't for some reason. Anyway, so back to uh, the updates. Number three, uh, Shazam. The room. There's a theory going around that Shazam a.k.a. Billy Batson, might be joining the show Legends of Tomorrow for its sixth season. Now, I would understand why they would do that because of the fact that we already have, um, we already have Zari Tomez, a.k.a. ISIS. And don't worry, guys, I'm not talking about the terrorist organization, ISIS. ISIS has, is nowhere to be touched in the show. And so ISIS, basic, uh, Zari Tomez, she is, uh, a god, a Greek god character, in the Shazam or Captain Marvel comics, as she is, uh, basically she mostly is affiliated with uh, the Black Adam character, who is going to be in the DCEU, played by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So, my guesses are with the Shazam character incorp- being incorporated within the Arrowverse. It's probably, they're probably only incorporating Shazam because they're on hold with Shazam 2 right now. Or, or like, I don't think they've started filming Shazam 2 or working or working on productions because they're almost done with, uh, with Black Adam. And The Rock, I believe, said that uh, this movie could possibly have Cap- Captain Marvel in this, in his film. So I would not be surprised if we got like a bit of a cameo or a direct reference to Black Adam within the Arrowverse, and because like as we um, Zari's in the Arrowverse, so it would make sense to have that, and then she might have some sort of association with it. Like maybe her family had associations like that in cri- before Crisis or after Crisis, which is how we bring back a uh, pre-Crisis Zari to confront Captain Marvel, or not confront, but, like, 
learn all about her heritage because of the totems and how how they intertwine because shazam's powers could be connected to the to the zambezi totems somehow in some form of way so that's all i really think that could be happening especially since legends of tomorrow deals with magic so it's a good way to incorporate shazam's powers without doing that and they could probably lower his um his op status since legends is like b b level superheroes and characters anyways back to it uh colton haynes the actress who plays roy harper aka arsenal on arrow uh he is well he wants to be in the x-men reboots in the mcu and he wants to portray uh iceman uh Iceman in Marvel Comics is Bobby Drake's. He is an, a member of the X-Men. Uh, in the comics, though, he is uh, gay, unlike Roy Harper, but Colton Haynes in real life is gay, so it would probably fit... Per well, it does definitely fit perfectly because they can incorporate Iceman, and then it's like you're basically being true to yourself in some form, some way, I guess. But anyway, so yeah, I, I actually w uh, would like Colton Haynes to play Iceman as uh, he looks like the the type of role. And with Ice with Iceman and Spider Man in the MCU, that only leaves us with introducing Firestar in the MCU, which will give us an official live action debut of or a live action version of Spider Man in his Amazing Friends from that of that TV series. Back in the nine or back in the eighties or nineties, which I would just love to see uh, happen on the big screen because that um, that is one of my favorite Spider-Man interpretations of these characters. Because uh, other than that series, we've never really had any other interactions between Spider-Man and Iceman. Uh, we probably have like we could probably have like Tom Holland Spider-Man. In, uh, interact with Iceman, which would be cool, but I don't know. Uh, another up, next update. Uh, DC's fandom for th for this year. Um, it's basically DC's version of Comic Con, and it's virtually exploring the DC multiverse. So they confirmed that on the CW on the CW channel, uh, Tuesday night that we would be getting a first look of the fandom dc fandom to tuesday like next tuesday in um next tuesday night or whatever hour uh, so that'll be cool and then for our final update because this one's a lot than we usually get uh the next update it next and final update is uh for star girl season season two they've officially confirmed Characters that will possibly appear, that will definitely appear in season two of Stargirl. Now we already com uh, they already confirmed that uh, Sam or they already confirmed that uh, Joel McHale's um, version of Starman. Uh, he, if you don't know him, he plays Jeff Winger on Community, so he uh, is back. Uh, some magical way as he appears in Pat's uh, Pat Dugan's old apartment before he before he moved to New, uh, Blue Valley. Now I hope that we have him and Pat reunite in season two. I would love that. 
And then another cool one is for the villains, they already confirmed uh, who the villains will are, will be. Uh, we have Shade, who is a Flash villain in the comics and who is an, uh, an Injustice Society member. Now, uh, Shade's real identity is Richard Swift. He is a metahuman who has the power to manipulate darkness, kind of like Obsidian in the JSA, only... Uh, uh, like Shade, how well, Shade and Obsidian have pretty much have the same powers because they have dominion over the Shadowlands, which is basically the DC uh, or basically the uh, the comics version of the uh, of Mollus's realm in the Arrowverse. Which yeah makes sense. Uh, and then the second villain that's confirmed to appear is Ellipsa, Ellipsco, or however you pronounce it, which is basically the the villain version of the Spectre in the DC Comics. Which uh, since uh, Ellips, Ellipso is going to appear in the in Stargirl's Arrowverse, or is going to appear in the Arrowverse as Star in Stargirl. Sorry about that, guys. It's, it's a mouthful. I would not mind if season two we got a like a like a small appearance or like half a season of the Spectre, which would basically combat Ellipso's powerful like magical multiversal powers or cosmic powers. It, it just would make sense, right? If in my opinion, as uh, he uh, he's like basically the Thanos of the DC universe. So if the if the JSA wanted help to fight him, since let's be honest, uh, I doubt uh, Star Girl, I uh, Our Man, Wildcat, uh, Stripe, and uh, Doctor Midnight would be any help. Especially now that Doctor Midnight just lost uh, her goggles, which contain the um, the the artificial consciousness of Charles McKnighter's version of Dr. Midnight from the comics as he put his brain inside uh, of the Dr. Midnight's classical goggles from the comics. So, yeah. Anyways, guys, let's begin this episode of the Arrowverse podcast. But if you are new to this this podcast, um, I will give you uh, a chance to follow me on Anchor and I will give you a chance to listen to this podcast on Spotify and Patreon. So Patreon, I will discuss everything with uh, how you can watch it because there's a monthly fee going around. So yeah. Okay, um, so let's begin with the Arrowverse podcast starting now. So the episode uh, s- starts out with Oliver and Helena Bertinelli, also known as Heart Huntress, they uh, they wake up in bed after the quote unquote magnificent sex, and so yeah, uh, Helena just uh, gets out of bed and then she just uh, leaves. Whereas um, Oliver, whereas then she leaves to basically fight or kill uh, the people working for her father Frank Bernelli because remember last week's episode she was mad at her family or her father for getting her fiance killed and 
yeah, so then um, she tries to do that, uh, interfering with the triad and the Bernelli, uh, like, peace treaty or whatever and it was. And then Oliver steps in and stops uh, the thing from happening, which leads to Helena getting mad. Oliver basically then tells her that uh, you don't you don't kill you shouldn't kill people, whereas she's like you're a hypocrite. You kill people all the time, which leads Oliver to saying, "Yeah, I do it only when I have to." So then they just uh, they head off to Big Belly Burger, where. Uh, which is pretty much basically the McDonald's or the Arrowverse equivalent of McDonald's in a way because there's no McDonald's anywhere. And a world without McDonald's has to have something replaceable in some form of, in some way. And I apologize for uh, repeatedly saying in some form of way. It's just I don't really know what else to say or whatever. Oh, I'm rhyming. I'm rapping, guys. Mother. Yeah. All right, so um, yeah. So then, when they get to Big Belly Burger, they basically are they basically are continuing the conversation what they had at uh, the triad meeting meeting spot, where she's like again repeating herself when she says that uh, you think I need saving Oliver? You kill people, and then Oliver responds to that by saying, "I only kill people when necessary." And then basically, uh, he he says. Uh, also, you, uh, if you're not going to stop, uh, until, until your father pays, then at least don't kill innocent people, at, like my mother, or, or other people. And then Helena, uh, leaves, whereas she says, thanks for the coffee and the sex, and then she leaves. And I'm thinking to myself after I watch the scene, I'm like, if I was that, if I was Oliver, I would be like, "You're damn right. You're you're welcome for the sex and the coffee. You're lucky I even paid for the coffee at all, bitch. Because if you didn't, I don't know. I wouldn't. I won't be doing shit for you, redeemable or not. Because I don't tolerate with uh peep with uh with people like that. So." Yeah, and then we cut to uh, Oliver at the bunker, whereas him and Diggle are having a conversation where Diggle thinks that, as I said in the plot in the summary, Diggle doesn't think Helena is redeemable and thinks that uh, she shouldn't be trusted, whereas Oliver thinks that you can be trusted. Uh, the reason why Diggle doesn't really trust her is because of all the bodies she ki- she's or all the innocent people she she's killed. And that she thinks that sometimes uh, innocent people cannot, like, change. Uh, so, yeah, it just, um, it just uh, seems like Oliver, this episode, is, like, just instead of doing what he usually does and, uh, it, like, thinks that someone's gonna lie he's basically thinking with his dick the entire episode which i i don't know why i think that it just like seems that way because he's like trusts helena so easily whereas everybody else he would just he would kill the mere second i don't know if it's because she she's a like a girl and then she and the fact that she's attractive or or otherwise i have no clue but 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And then, uh, well, Oliver then, uh, no, I'm confused in scenes. Anyways, so then uh, we cut to Queen Manor, which is uh, where Walter and Moira are, Moira are talking, basically about saying the fact that they have not talked since Walter left, uh, uh, which gives um, probably would give uh, her some suspicion suspicions that he thinks something's up, but. Then again, I have no clue. And then afterwards, he, he makes a promise to her to never lie ever again. But I think to, I beg to defer. And then Thea interrupts by asking if Walter can drive her to school, which yeah, he leaves. And then afterwards, we cut to to uh, we cut to the Bertinelli's house with Oliver popping up and all. Uh, Frank Bernelli, um after he finds out that Oliver's not here for business, Oliver says, "Well, he doesn't say anything, but we both—they both know that he's here to talk to Helena." And then, when in my head, I'm thinking, when uh, when Frank says, "Well, if you're not here for business, what are you here for?" I'm thinking to myself, Frank, I just want to fuck your daughter. All right, it, it, is that a good thing? Can I? Do I have your blessing to stick my dick inside your daughter's vagina? Does that bug you? <laughs> Does that bug you, you fucker? But yeah, so then um, Oliver like then tells Helena that he that he just wants to talk. Where they we go to the. Uh, the tombstone of Sarah Lance. By the way, this episode actually, uh, off topic, this episode actually marks the first time that Emily Bett Ricard, who plays Felicity Smoke, was both credited in the guest star uh, bill as it was. She was previously in the uh, co-starring bill at the in the end credits for their respective ep for her respective episode, and then. As we get back to Sarah Lance, we find out the, her birthday was Christmas or December 25th of 1987. And we will not see Sarah Lance again until season two of Arrow, flashbacks, and present day. As Sarah's been alive all this time, she's training with the League of Assassins. And that's when things happen. Meanwhile, so like Oliver then is just telling Helena about what happened with Sarah and how he cheated on... He was with Sarah while he was still dating Laurel, which is still a dick move. But meanwhile, then Oliver, he's like talking about how uh, before the island, he was a bad person. He was thoughtless and reckless and irresponsible and didn't, didn't second guess a damn thing in his life. Meanwhile, then Helena opens up to him and then... And then she says, "The last, the last person I, I was with, uh, uh, I I was the last person I opened up to." And she's like, "I don't want to be hurt again." Uh, and I don't know if this means like physically hurt or like 
anyway. But technically, um, her fiance didn't really hurt her as she uh, he died. So in a way, she was just sad, or her father like hurt her, or something like that. But yeah, it's like there's nothing, nothing like that really happened where someone she loved like romantically hurt her. Unless there's a scene that we don't know about where her fiancé, like, beat the crap out of her, literally, or cheated on her with someone hotter than her. In which case, no, uh, I don't know what that they're talking about. So, yeah, and then afterwards, we cut to, a, we cut to the bunker with Oliver training Helena, and funny enough, this scene, this scene, or the clothing Oliver's wearing is the same clothing that uh, he wore in season seven when he was training his half sister Emiko Queen, with. So that is some, a cool thing that they added into the uh, the show to see if fans would recognize it. Uh, to quote the great Tony Stark, "You thought we didn't notice it, but we we did. It's there." So yeah, all right. Uh, that was a universe branching or or interdimensional uh, meme. So. Yeah. All right, so let's get let's get uh further into the episode. So then Oliver and Helena start training. Yeah, I repeat myself. But anyway, so then Oliver and Helena start having a little fun with Oliver training her how to use a bone arrow where she's like, well, she gives up with the bone arrow thing, but Oliver then does the thing where like uh she throws some things in the air, and then Oliver uh, quickly shoots the object with the arrow. First, she does a blowtorch. Then she does, um, well, she attempts to throw a tennis ball, but Oliver just throw like kicks it in the air or or something. But then Diggle pops in. All uh, she uh, Helena leaves where Oliver and her t- are t- Oliver and him are talking. Where he's like saying, I, "I'm done with this. I'm done with the bullshit, and I'm I'm done with everything." Or I don't know. He's but yeah. So then uh, before that though, uh, he shows her, Oliver shows Helena the list that Oliver has, and he, he finds out that there is someone working for Frank Bernelli that is on the list that someone has not taken down yet, which obviously. This episode gives a bit of uh, insight on how Helena could help Team Arrow in some some aspects because uh, of the fact that she has some links to the Bertinelli crime family, so she can help out uh, take out one member of the list or one person on that list. So, yeah. But then after we cut to Laurel's uh, work, uh, which is Oliver. Well. Laurel is like talking to Tommy because Tommy doesn't have a job right now. Because remember, Mal- his father Malcolm Merlin cut him off from his job as he is too lazy. Yes, he is, but he's rich, so you don't. Well, you don't really cut your kid off in as that way because your kid is only lazy because you never taught him to work properly. You ne- like you never taught your kid to do anything all you were focused on was being a member of the league of assassins and killing oliver's father or something like that but yeah so then 
uh, Laurel offers to Tommy to ask Oliver for a job as Oliver now uh, runs the, uh, the his nightclub. I forget the name of the nightclub because we still haven't seen the name, but yeah, but then afterwards we cut to the um we cut to queen it uh queen consultate queen consolidated or damn it i can't pronounce the name today uh i'll just call it queen enterprises from from now on because uh the original name is too confusing uh, too hard to pronounce for me but queen enterprises where felicity walks in mark again marking it the first time uh, emily Bet Ricard um, is in the guest star slot, and so she comes in. She talks to Walter uh, as she did digs a little more deeper into the Tempest thing with uh, with uh, Moira, and so Walter seems to be a little uh, a little more into the thing now, but uh, to cover things up. He suspends Felicity, but when he suspended Felicity, I was thinking, dude, he was only trying to help. She was only trying to help you. You don't, like, suspend your employees when they're, like, doing things that you wanted. When you, inter when you like, get someone into that sort of thing on work property, you, like, it's on, on you when they come back with you for further information when you don't want them to anymore. Like... Just don't tell them things at all anymore. Like you are a, are the CEO. You do things yourself. So I think people don't like jeopardize it, or at least let Oliver know, because at least Oliver's now a little more uh, a more uh, wiser, so he can like set things up in some way, as he has computer skills, so things could happen. But I I don't know. That could just be me. But yeah, I, I have no I have no clue. And then when we get back to the bunker, uh, Oliver tells Helena that they, it's just the two of them. As Oliver finally has a costume and a weapon of choice for her, as now obviously displaying by the lesson or the range of training, Helena is nowhere to be uh, an expert in archery. So she uh, is she uses a crossbow this uh for the first time as does her comic book counterpart so anyways helena's affinity for crossbows and the color purple in this episode basically excuse me are referencing are references to her comic book alter ego huntress whose costume is purple and whose weapon of choice is a crossbow is crossbow and the design or type of crossbow that uh, Helena uses is an am an avalanche self-cocking cobra, cobra crossbow recognizable by the dis distinctive or di yeah distinctive brass bars on the side and really that's something you can only tell if you uh, have a g like good eye range and I will be upfront with you guys um before this episode, I or the day I'm filming this episode, um, I could not see, so I got I had to get pers like glasses because I I am nearsighted, so I need glasses to see from a far distance. As my TV is from a far distance, and I can't really go up front. But yeah, so then uh, 
they uh, go Oliver and Helena go to the well the Bertinelli's and then they try to stop them but yeah so Oliver and Helena the first suit up as a team for the first time uh, uh, to fight the Bertinelli's uh, and the people leading the Bertinelli's or not the Bertinelli's but people associated with them are are the pe- is Anthony Venza the person that Oliver's uh, list mentions and Helena mentioned now um, now that Oliver and Helena are a team though it kind of gives off a mirroring to Batman and Huntress in some way because of the fact that the show is basically just a bunch of parallels to the Batman character as Oliver gives a Batman-ish personality, sort of. And then we have a bunch of Batman villains like Deadshot, Huntress. We have, um, well, season in future seasons, we get, we get Deadshot, we get Malcolm Merlin, we get Cyrus Gold, who becomes Solomon Grundy. We get basically uh, Ra's al Ghul. We get we get a bunch of these characters. So it just feels like that. But then anyway, so Oliver sets that up um, where he, uh, him and um, Huntress stop uh, Venza. But, and then, yeah, and then they kiss, which uh, is, well, it is cool that Huntress is sort of like a small character on the series because of the fact that she, um, well, Huntress is a cool character. It sucks that she wasn't in, in, um, season eight as of, as of the fact that we could have seen her in episode 10. However, it was because of, uh, conflicts and they, they weren't able to bring the act, they bring the actress who plays Huntress Jessica De, Jessica De, De um like thing or something or yeah sorry but actually funny enough uh, Helena was initially uh, planned to return in an episode of the third season according to the show's producer that season Mark Guggenheim and he said that on his Tumblr page but the plot of the episode was later rejected for many reasons. And uh, so she also she was supposed to appear in in the series finale, but couldn't due to scheduling conflicts, which sucks though because honestly the series is about Oliver and the final episode. You need to bring those characters in that set the show into motion. But yeah, so it just uh, I just don't I don't like um, that really. But whatever it 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 don't it doesn't matter. And then, yeah, we cu- we cut to the uh, Queen Manor, which I which is basically uh, Walter and confronting Moira. But I don't know. Yeah, it just Walter talking to Moira. Nah, I'm just kidding. Walter never confronts her, but but we 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 do still have them appearing in a scene. Uh, 
before that, uh, it's just uh, Helena talking to her dad about um, Oliver and how she is happy again, and then, but she is pissed about or uh, Frank. Frank is uh, mad about the death of Anthony. Anthony. Uh, Venza? Yeah, his Anthony Venza again, but yeah, it's just yeah, 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 yeah. And then so after that, we have that's when we get to Walter or and Moira. Moira is going to like an art gallery, and then while she leaves or. After she leaves, Walter basically is snooping around her place. So, lying to Felicity earlier in the episode. And just, she he finds uh, the, the symbol about Tempest. And, yeah, but uh, that's really all we got of that scene. It's nothing really uh, much to uncover there. All there really is, is... Uh, uh, I have, I don't really, I don't uh, know exactly where that, that scene leads us, but I, I, I don't really know. <sighs> so, then we are at Laurel and Tommy at a bar where it, we finally learn, well, we are now learning the side effects of Tommy losing his money and such. Uh, because of, well, they're not allowed to uh, get seats quicker because, well, you, when you go to, like, restaurants or or, uh, or bars or whatever, you usually have to tip the, uh, the, the counter person more or at least, like, bribe them in order to get seats. But, yeah, that, I don't know if that's just me or anything. And then Oliver and Helene show up where they are able to get seats because Oliver has money and shit like that. But then uh, Helena and Oliver uh, volunteer to or offer for those t for Tommy and Laurel to seat with them. Where later we uh, Helena learns that uh, Laurel is the girl that um, Oliver was with when Sarah died. But yeah, and then uh, after. They get mad because, well, t Tommy's mad at Laurel because uh, Laurel told t Oliver about the thing when uh, Tommy didn't. And then Helene is mad at Oliver because of Oliver um, and Laurel being together. And Helena thinking Oliver still loves Laurel. And so then, then later in the episode, Helena, or uh, all. Tommy forgive or apologizes to Laurel because of the fact that he's embarrassed. He doesn't uh, have any sense of responsibility as these ep this episode confirms that he, Tommy is in his third or going to be thirty th uh, towards this season because of um well stuff. And then uh, Helena gets mad at Oliver, so she leaves and. Which, by that sense, makes you think that she um, she is like done being nice to Oliver, but I don't know. I don't know exactly 
how th how that happens exactly but anyways yeah so then we cut to oliver in the bunker he is like he's like up depressed not emo depressed but you catch you catch my drift on what i mean by that and yeah while oliver is in the bunker yeah i like I said, he's not uh, emo depressed, but he's depressed about what with Helena, and so he then apologizes to Dig as he walks in, saying, uh, "Saying he's sorry about doubting, doubting that he." But we later re later revealed that Oliver didn't want to like like redeem her. He just wanted to prevent her from crossing the line of becoming a criminal forever, because. Once you cross the line of of uh, criminal status or of murder, you, you can never you can never uncross that line. You will always be that person forever. And so, yeah, it's just uh, that is actually that is a very uh, very uh interesting or not interesting but very uh sucker or whatever and so then helena goes into the ch chinese triad with uh her assassinating four members of the triad where she says uh sends her regards to frank bertinelli and while it's there uh we cut to the scene of all uh, of Walter, and he, well, he tells Felicity to look into the list as Walt Walter found found the list while he was uh, searching, looking around Moira's uh, room earlier in the episode, and so yeah, Felicity's not fired; she's just uh, working there for an unlimited amount of time or for. A, in an, an unknown amount of time, and then afterwards, we final for the final uh, part. Oliver is Oliver is uh, there, and then he uh, tells D Dig that they're going to war because of the triads and the Bertinellis. But they don't. We don't know who the Bertinell. Well, the triads probably think Bertinellis are killing, and the Bertinellis probably think that the triads just commit suicide or something. But yeah, and it's, it um. I I I have no clue, but it seems pretty very intriguing to me, or something as like that. And then uh, as soon as uh, the Frank Bernelli gets the call um, about the war happening, then China White comes in after she learns that her men died. So yeah, she uh, she comes in assass assassinates them Mortal Kombat style. Or Assassin's Creed style, and then like slaughters the motherfuckers uh, down. And she tr attempts to kill Frank, but Oliver stopped her, and by shooting her in with an arrow in the leg, or shooting two arrows in the leg. I couldn't tell if he shot an arrow or if he shot um, the Fletchettes from from his uh, forearms. 
in case you don't know what a Fletchette is, it's basically Oliver Queen's uh, uh, version of miniature arrows. Uh, Roy Harper has the same thing, same as um, Mia, Mia Queen in future seasons, but yeah, I'm just telling you guys in case you have no idea what, what they are. And then, so, after Oliver tells uh, Bertinelli to go, his daughter, Helena Bertinelli, shows up to assassinate him uh, and reveals everything about about her wanting uh, revenge for her fiancé's death. And so, it... Honestly, um... You know, you know the saying, uh, revenge is uh, uh, so bitter nor sweet, or revenge is better than justice? I call bullshit because uh, ju um, isn't justice and revenge like the same thing technically? Because you're, you're both doing what you think is right. So, like, yeah, bo both things are what you think is right. So technically, it is the same thing. But anyway, so then um, while uh, Helena tries to kill kill him, Oliver uh, stops her, and then they get into a fight. She dr she drops her crossbow, and then Frank hits her with with a with a uh, crossbow arrow. I forget what uh, an I don't know if it's still an arrow uh, for crossbows, but anyway, so then. We then cut to Diggle talking to his sister-in-law at Big Belly Burger, and yeah, that's about about it. And then the final scene, and then um, Oliver uh, sits for Helena, where she um, still not grateful for him saving her life, and so. Yeah, she. Uh, he says, everything I've done is because I care about you. She says, I wish I couldn't say the same thing. Meaning she doesn't give two dams or a rat's ass about him. And I apologize for swearing, but you know what you signed up for when you watched the, uh, when you watched, uh, the first episode. So, yeah. And, yeah. Okay, so I was wrong about the Big Belly Burger scene. Um... So Diggle does show up. I was right about that. However, Oliver was there to tell Diggle that um, Helena doesn't want anything to do with him anymore. So then, uh, yeah, they just have a little discussion about about uh, love and the people that people that uh, worship that love and stuff like that. And then after we cut to the scene, we, we cut to a scene with. Um, well, before that, I forgot to mention, though. Um, they confirmed that Frank Bernelli is going to jail for a long, 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 ten longs later. And time. Be because of the... Uh, they finally sent that video or that laptop that Helena was supposed to send in uh, when her fiancé was killed. And... Yeah, it's, but she, uh, well, 
they just did that. And then after um, Felicity to, uh, show officially shows Walter what is actually on that on the list. It's the same list as Oliver, just um, it's blank. So you need you need to have the special headset with that uh, gives off um, signatures of ultraviolet radiation signatures and such, and it gives off the same people on the list. Only difference is it's not like crossed off like Oliver's is. Uh, and then for the final scene is if scene, Oliver is in Queen Man- Man- Mansion, and Tommy asks Oliver for a job, and Oliver uh, accepts. But while he says that, Tommy then tells Oliver that he was cut off by his dad. Oliver looks uh, pissed off and. For a second there, I thought Oliver was going to go to uh, Tommy Merlin next episode. Or uh, I think Tommy Mer- Oliver's going to go to uh, Malcolm's Malcolm Merlin's penthouse and be like, The fuck, man? You call my, my bro Tommy off? What the fuck is that for? I mean, I understand he's a lazy little shit, but you don't cut my friend off. You cut my friend off. I will, pu- I will put an arrow right through your cold, gapey heart. Understand me, you old bitch. And yeah, that's basically it. Uh, that's the end of this podcast, guys. So this was a good episode. It, I feel like this episode and last episode were were two parters. In uh, to for some reason, I think it's because of the fact that Helena is uh, they have really much have the same plot in the episode. So I'm not sure if that's really where they were going at. Or not, but if it it feels like a, a two parter to me, and yeah, I uh, really enjoyed Helena. I uh, and, and I enjoyed um, I enjoyed Tommy finally asking Oliver for help. Uh, the weird thing is they said that Paul Blackthorne what is in the episode. Yet, uh, funny enough, I did not see him at all this episode if you guys saw him you can just tell me where he is on my discord or in the comments of spotify or wherever you're able to comment because i uh again i could not find him at all this episode i did not see him asap so yeah but okay our uh, guys uh that is the end of this podcast episode, and if you enjoyed it, you can follow me on Spotify uh, and and Patreon. Uh, the same names are the Arrowverse Podcast, and then for my social medias, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. My Instagram name is the Arrowverse King underscore for each word. Uh, Twitter is the Arrowverse. Oh, or the Arrowverse. Oh nine, yeah. And TikTok is Ryan Hill two thousand and four. So, yeah. All right, guys, that's it. So, if you enjoyed it, uh, I really appreciate you uh, following me. And then, yeah, stay tuned until the next time I post the Arrowverse podcast. Stay tuned, guys.